time you come on over I just wanna listen I know you got some issues And I know that you just miss him I got a fever just to see you Feeling like a stalker And didn't know I'm really good At making you feel awkward um, It is 2016 And my body immediately just has been falling apart for the past week. Why? You sound fine, for the record. Like, just, you sound fine. All right, well, yeah, so it began, when did it begin? It began last, no, two Sundays ago. So, not, so on, on, on the, oh, maybe I was, you know what, I, I think I started getting sick the day you left. <gasps> That's interesting. Oh. I wonder what that means. I think, you know what, usually your body's weak when you're, like, depressed. So you just miss me. Separation anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I remember because that Sunday, I ha- it was the 27th, and I had went with my brother to go see Lawrence of Arabia, and I was coughing throughout the entire movie. And then it just progressed. And then that, so the, that last week of December, I was just super sick with the cough, feeling, stu- I just felt like dying. Luckily, everyone at my job was like on vacation, so like I had... For like three days, I had the office to myself completely. Mm-hmm. So I was, so I, I still went to work because so I just wanted the money, and I would just like sit there suffering. Oh just my like gosh! Working as much as I can, and then mm-hmm. it was amazing because on the last, like on New Year's Eve, my boss said, "Hey, hey, Vince, you have some sick days left, so just use them all up and just take New Year's Eve off." Oh, nice! Yeah, which was awesome, and uh, especially since I powered through when I was really sick. Mm-hmm. So I still went out on New Year's Eve. Um, went out for a night. Um, we hung out at the that, that, that shitty down the Grand Park party. You know mm-hmm. they have in downtown LA. Um, I tried to go to those, but they were so packed that I'd never actually been. Yeah, that's kind of like what people do when they don't have anything to do. Mm-hmm. So we were there early, and then a friend of ours, she's a DJ. She was DJing at this bar in Chinatown called Melody Lounge, mm-hmm. which was a really rad place. Like it's all mm-hmm. like has like those red lanterns everywhere and. We just got wasted and danced all night. And, um, that sounds cool. Yeah, it was a pretty good. Yeah, it was a pretty good New Year's. Um, I, st- I I ended up getting like really sick after that though. Like mm-hmm. my cough was worse. And the next day, um, I went to that bar you went to. Uh, what is it called? Oh, a good time at Davy Wayne's. Oh yeah, good times at Davy Wayne's. Yeah. And, like, so I still had kind of a cough, and I went there, got an old fashioned. It's very rare for me to get liquor. Mm. And um, yeah, that the bar is really cool. Like, right? People, yeah, like people who don't, who don't like know what we're talking about. It's like this. It's like decorated, like kind of like the house from that '70s show. But first of all, so <laughs> you pull up to the bar, and it looks like it just looks like a. It's supposed to the outside. It's supposed to look like a garage sale, like just kind of a bunch of junk. Yeah, and you enter through a refrigerator. So there's like a refrigerator in the middle of the garage. And you open it, and it's the door to the the bar, which is essentially a, a house that was converted into this bar. Yeah, and it looks totally like a house. Like there's like, mm-hmm. there's like old style couches there, and records on the wall, and like photos of the owner's family. And it's like, and, and then like the backyard is literally like a kickback with strangers. Yeah, it's pretty. And rad. there was, and there was like a um like a little trailer in the backyard where you can order drinks and when we went it was raining so we didn't get to like really enjoy the the back patio thingy but i mean i still i I was like i want to come back to this place oh same here and which is surprising because like 
that area, like Hollywood, there's a lot. It's really like, kind of like you get the douche chills a lot over there. Like the clubs all suck, the bars all suck there. But mm-hmm. that place is actually pretty good. Like it's it's kind of like it's kind of like a golden nugget and surrounded yeah. by crap. And really good food too, because we had like we all got like a snack or well, it was dinner and stuff. And I got this. What did I get? I think I got like um, tacos or something. <laughs> it was so good. Nice. Next time I gotta try the food. Yeah. Um, so I went there, and then after that, I walked right over to the Egyptian theater and um, saw the Indiana Jones trilogy, which was amazing. Like you've seen those movies, right? Yes, but I forgot them. Okay, first of all, the crowd was like, like as soon as they, they played the opening song, the opening credits, everyone started cheering. Um, I experienced one of like the, my greatest movie theater experiences ever. Um, so, so do you remember at all <coughs> part two? Um, you have to give like a summary. <laughs> so part two is when Indiana Jones has short round and the blonde girl, Willie, and they go to India and the guy's like the priest there rips the guy's heart out of his chest and he's still alive. Whoa. Did I not see part two? You've never seen it. I feel like I have, but I don't remember this at all. It's the one where you see the little kid following him around. Oh my gosh. Maybe, maybe I just watched part one. Well, part one's the best one. My, my I think favorite. I just watched part because I don't know that all that you just said. I was like, I have no oh, recollection of it. Part one, they go to Egypt, right? Um, yeah, yeah, they do. Yes. Okay, so yeah. the, I think I've only seen part one. Yes. Oh my gosh! I think I was supposed to start the marathon and just never like got wow. to it. Well, you have another movie. Well, you, you're, you are you still doing those Tuesday night movie those t- movie Tuesday night thingies? Um, I'm not, but I decided I'm going to do one once a month because I think doing one. Because I like to write the reviews and plan everything, yeah. which I still do. But I think once a week doing that was kind of a lot of work, especially having to write a review on my blog and everything. So um, I'm going to do one once a month, but because it, I'll make it a bigger deal, I guess. Oh, because, sweet. Yeah. You're like, so maybe I, I could do a marathon. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like marketed as like the trilogy. So it ignored like the shitty fourth one that was made like four years ago. Um, oh, yeah. I'm yeah. probably not going to watch that. Yeah. You don't like to watch it. Uh, so that was amazing. My cough was like bothering me all week, and then like, today, finally, my cough is pretty much gone. Mm-hmm. I'm still coughing a little bit, but now my body decided to fuck me again, and now my allergies are going crazy with like watery eyes oh, and no. runny nose, and it's like, oh my god. And then like I so I'm doing um, January strength. So I'm not drinking alcohol. Like I, even though I did drink at Davy Wayne's, I counted that as a holiday weekend still. Okay. So now I'm off. But since I had a cough, I couldn't drink caffeine. So I was like off coffee and everything that I love this week. So well, to, to make up okay. for that, I've been eating horribly. Just eating like pizza and I in and out and like just, yeah. So yeah, when I'm sick, I kind of just make things worse for myself. Well, I mean, the fact that you're not drinking is probably a good thing. Like for your body to heal and everything like that. Yeah, because I usually do drink still when I'm sick, so... Mm-hmm. No, but actually, you're supposed to drink. I take that back. <coughs> really? So people say, if you're sick, you should just drink whiskey. Oh, I can't drink whiskey, though, because I'm doing January of Strength, though. I know. So actually, you should be drinking. <laughs> well, so, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, so next time, I get, if I get sick in February, I'll just, like, buy a bottle of whiskey and just, like, go nuts with it. Well, I mean, I don't think you're supposed to, like... I'm not getting better at drinking. Get wasted off of whiskey, but, like, you know, a shot of whiskey. Yeah. That would probably help you, I think. <laughs> uh, uh, well, a couple of shots, pro- uh, a couple of shots would be good right now. Yeah. 
But you know, I just thought about it. I think because if you think about it, cough syrup, like the effects of cough syrup, it's like if you take a lot of it or you not even a lot of it, it's just the effects of cough syrup. It's similar to being drunk, right? You get sleepy. Yeah. That's why they ask for your, your ID when you buy it. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, when the guy, I bought it, like, which it took me a week to even think about buying cough syrup. Like I was just suffering, throwing and coughing like crazy. And then like finally my light bulb went off in my head. I'm like. Wait, I could just buy cough syrup. And then sure enough, my cough like, settled down after two days. Yeah, it's but maybe cough syrup really is just alcohol, but mixed with sugar to mask out the alcohol taste. And then, yeah, and then maybe that's why, yeah. So am I cheating? Maybe it's... Am I technically cheating while drinking it? Well, no, because <coughs> I don't... You know what? I'm going to Google this. Is Does cough syrup have alcohol in it? I'm going to say no because I'm, oh, wait, because they give to kids. Oh, my God. Someone already Googled this. Does cough syrup <laughs> have alcohol in it? Uh, oh, yeah. They do. Oh, nice. It's, a- it's like um, because someone said, why is co- alcohol used in cough syrups? Let's see. I'll have to read all these. Uh, one reason... Is the ingredients... Oh, it's just diluted, I think. Okay, whatever. But yeah, to answer your question, it does, I think, have cough syrup. Well, then I shall be drinking some after this podcast. Wait, but then you're doing January of strength. But it's still technically medicine, right? I mean... <laughs> yeah. I hope yeah. you enjoyed it. <laughs> um. Well, for New Year's, I went camping. Oh, And cool. it was really cool so the, the new year's eve itself because i realize like i'm not i'm not i don't care about new year's um like the countdown and everything like it just doesn't really mean anything to me so um this year i didn't do anything for new year's eve i had dinner with a friend and then since we're going camping the next day i wanted to get home early so i could sleep and pack and everything um so the new year's day we went camping um at by a beach and it was it's either a four-hour walk to the campsite or a 30-minute taxi drive. So we took a taxi. and But you still have to hike 30 minutes into – because you have to go into the mountains and hike to the, the site. And um, it's my first time camping in Hong Kong. And I had a really great time. Like, the site wasn't packed with people. Uh, it was by the ocean, so you could listen to the ocean while falling asleep. There were so many stars in the sky. We had really great food. Like, we had hot pot. We had tom yum soup. Um, we had an English breakfast <laughs> the next morning. Um, yeah, and then there were the only thing that was there were no toilets. So everyone just kind of, like... Poop in the peed. ocean? Yeah. Well, I mean, it was, like, every, it was pretty organized, like, for, like, not having a toilet. Like, people kind of designated a spot by the beach. Like, there were these rocks in the distance that everyone kind of decided this is the bathroom so i mean so yeah it was like there was that and we peed in the woods too um but there's something really because i think for guys like you guys pee everywhere all the time yeah but for girls you know you don't do that very often so like i don't know there's something about peeing in nature where you're like i just felt so i was like i am i am of this earth i am human i am a mammal you know what i mean like i just felt so 
I guess the word is like grounded and just so human and everything. And it just felt kind of really awesome. Like we had like, I remember before we were going, we were going to bed, we're like, all right, let's do our final pee kind of thing. So I went with my friend and we were walking to the beach and it was all dark. And there was like, this, I was like, wow, we're like peeing under the stars. Like this is like almost romantic. You know what I mean? <laughs> One could say um, that you've had a pee epiphany. I did. I had a pee epiphany. <laughs> um, that does it. That's the name of the episode. Episode 47, pee epiphany. Yeah. You know what? Like, I mean, okay, I've peed. Like, okay, so it's not the first time I peed in nature. Like, I peed the first time I did. It was really weird. Like, I was like, I don't know how to do this, you know? Um, and it didn't feel as it was more stressful because I remember I had to, like, I was in Taiwan. And then we were coming from a failed camping trip. And there was some sort of like traffic jam and I had to pee super badly and it was raining. So all the cars were stopped. So I got out of the car to pee by the side of the road or by the, uh, like down the hill. So I was really stressed out because I was like, everyone's out of their cars. I feel so exposed, you know, um, that wasn't fun. So this time it was just like, I mean, I still felt exposed, but it was like, everyone just had to do it. So everyone kind of respected your privacy and stuff like that. So it just felt really like, I was like, I want to be more in nature. Like, I want to do more often, if I could. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, that's, 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 that's actually quite beautiful. It is. Like, yeah, yeah I feel like, because, like, um, especially, yeah, I think it's because I don't, because you don't do it often, it's special. Like, I think for you, you probably don't even think, you don't think twice. You're just like, I'm going to pee on this tree, like I do. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. you know, pee. Yeah, I mean, you know, my, you know, uh, movie Michael, he loves peeing in bottles. Like he okay. even he even pees in bottles, like in the house when there's a bathroom. If, if someone's in the bathroom when he has to go pee, he'll just grab an empty bottle and pee in it, and then he'll leave it in the freezer. And in the freezer, it. he puts it in the freezer, and then he just forgets about it, and then like. No, and, and someone else will have to like find it later. Just, just this bottle full of like, frozen yellow liquid. Ew. Okay, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've never peed in a bottle before. I was so this this trip. I was like, am I gonna have to shit in the woods? And I felt like that was something like metaphorical. Like every like you know, it's some sort of like turning point in your life. Which I did not want to do that. That was my. I was like that that's crossing the line that just you know I don't want to do that but I feel like one day I'm gonna to have to do that and I'm gonna feel even more at one with nature well it's, a, it's pretty amazing that you didn't have to because like I was about to say like if you don't if you don't want to poop in the woods you shouldn't make meat your um your your dinner in the well, camping yeah because that's the thing like we were having I was like we're eating a lot of food right now but I think before this trip because I was like okay what are what's the bathroom situation because usually like in the States, there's a campsite. There's usually, like, some toilets, and they're actually rather clean. Yeah. This one, apparently, it was just a hole, like, a toilet constructed over a hole in the ground, and it was disgusting because I guess everyone just, like, it was gross. So, like, because of that, I was like, okay, so options to, like, poo. Uh, I would have to, yeah, poo in the woods, and that's, like, because actually, so even though I was saying that peeing in the woods was very freeing and I enjoyed it, like, I have, well, I had to... Um, ask somebody to always come with me and watch, like watch, like watch guard. You pee? No, not watch me pee. <laughs> you have to come like, here and watch me pee. <laughs> no, I need like, you to do this. 
<laughs> no, be like, can you watch and make sure no one's coming? So, like, just stand by the rocks over there. You know what I mean? Like, security. Because I think I was, I just felt like, what if someone walks, yeah, walks in on me peeing or someone sees me and, you know, it's just, there was that anxiety. So I feel like because peeing is so fast compared to taking a shit, like, you know, you could take a while. So that's why I was like, I think once I realized, okay, pooping is kind of out of the question. I mean, if I had to do it, I'd have to do it. But if I don't have to, then I won't. So I kind of mentally told myself, like, you are not allowed to poo during this whole trip. And it was only for one night. So I felt like it was possible. Uh-huh. And yeah, one, I, yeah, one I night didn't was do all right. it. Yeah, so, because that's, I feel like there were so many, like, I feel like if I had gone camping with, like, if I was in the woods by myself, and I knew, there, like, there was no one around, then I would take a shit in the woods. But, because I knew there were so many people, I was like, that's out of, that's really, like, out of my comfort zone. You know what? I just had an idea. Like, for those kind of situations, like, say you had to go, you were going camping for two days, right? Yeah. Here's, an, here's the golden million dollar idea. What okay. if we make a medicine... That doesn't. That's not for stopping constipation, but for st- causing constipation. So for situations where you don't want to poop. Um, I think there is medication. Really? Yeah, it's like what is it? Um, fuck, emodium. It's to prevent diarrhea. But oh, does that prevent any? So it prevents any kind of. Oh, okay. Well, because well, yeah, because usually, um. Because I've taken those, and um, it makes you not well, it makes you not want a diarrhea, but it takes the like you just suddenly like don't have to poo as badly. Holy shit, that's amazing! I never even I mean, I've heard of Imodium, but since I never used it, I did it. okay, sweet. Oh my god, next time I need, I'm in need of a situation. But I it- mean, that's if you have diarrhea, but I don't know if you don't want to poo. I don't know if it's gonna like suppress the urge. But it might. But just, I mean, just, don't I'm, abuse it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going. I'm going to camping for five days with no bathroom. I just swallow like six pills. Um, this this one time, I remember one time I went somewhere and I didn't poo for two weeks. Shit. Or no, a week, a week. And I don't know why. And I just because suddenly I was just like, oh, I don't feel like pooping. And I just so because of that, I realized I do have mental control over this to an extent. You know, so like. I was like, you're just not, just don't poo. Like, no matter what you do, not do it. And, um, but I told myself, like, if you have to poo, like, you know, then you have to go and stuff. And, yeah. but I, I would say, cause I didn't see any poop in the woods. So I was like, huh, I'm, I'm surprised no one pooped here. But I asked, everybody was just telling their bodies, like, you're not gonna do it. I'm not gonna I be a- the one. I asked my friend, like, hey, did you see any poop in the woods? And she was like, I didn't, but my friend said he did. So someone, but like one poo out of like, 50 people. Not, okay, maybe there was like 30 people. So I was like, that's not bad. Like, You went camping with 30 people? No, 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 no. Like, um, I went camping with six people, I think. Oh. But there were like about 30 more, 30 plus people at the campsite. So for, oh. you know, and, and it's not a big area. Because, I mean, we all were going to the designated pee spot. So, like, for us to walk around and not encounter poop anywhere, like, for, that's not bad. Like, yeah. Yeah. With all that meat and everything, too? Whew, yeah. Yeah. Well, so. moving on from the shit talk. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about that for, like, that was, like, 
the core of our conversation at this point. As it should be. Bodily functions all the way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we got some emails from the Pigment Ninja. Yeah. Um, I have it pulled up here. Uh-huh. I sent it to you, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so he's, he, has him, he, has, he wrote for the past two episodes. So we'll start earliest first. Okay. Okay, yo. Okay, this is from the Penguin Ninja. Yo, happy holidays and happy 2016. When Paige said she wants her cat as the officiator of her wedding, I did the gym staring into the camera <laughs> from the office. We all know that look. Because I think she's joking, and I also know cat people really really love to involve their cats into big events with, with outfits. So I wouldn't be surprised if she's, if she's being serious. Her wedding sounds super expensive. I'm not even sure if anyone got married or they or they just showed up to a party. Right, I'm not sure if anyone got married or they just showed up to a party. First of all, I'm half serious. That is true. I would I would try to involve my cat in my wedding, but I think he wouldn't like it, so I'd probably end up not <coughs> doing it. But if I were to um, um, invite him to the wedding... I'm I'm actually not a big fan of animal outfits. I find them like kind of humiliating for the animal. <laughs> but I would give him a bow tie. That, that was, I would do that. I would give him a bow tie. But um yeah, I, I don't think he would like to do that and yes, yeah, so I wouldn't force him to officiate the wedding. Unless but you, I was happy to unless, like, unless he wanted to. Yeah, if he wanted to, if he, one day he was like, Hey, you know, like actually I know I don't like crowds. I hate like loud noises, but this is a really special day for you, so I will sacrifice my fears for you. Then I would be like, sure, okay, you're awesome. You know, do your thing here, get your certificate, you know, but put on this bow tie. Yeah. You know, I imagined when like he said like big events with outfits, I imagined Spider wearing like a little vest with a bow tie and a monocle and a top hat. Well, you know and what? A, that a, just a, sounds a, so a, cute. A little, that <laughs> a, little, a little pipe in his mouth too. That you know, what? I might now. I might put him in because I put him in clothes before, like as a, like briefly, like we'd get like a cat sweater. We like let's put it on spider, and he actually looks so gross in it because either the shirt's too tight where his belly just like hangs out of it. Or in order to get him a, a shirt that fits over everything, he's just it looks like he's just wearing this bag and it just looks it looks kind of it looks defeating so on him. He has a and he has a cat muffin top. He does. And so that's why I was like, you know what? I feel kind of mean doing this. Because obviously we put it on and the first thing we do is we just laugh because it looks <laughs> hilarious. And he just looks at us like like, you know, he just hates us. I'm gonna kill you like, someday. Yeah, and then I'm like, oh man. <laughs> I feel bad. <laughs> I wonder if animals know when we're laughing at them, like if we're mocking them. I I think animals definitely can feel it. I think especially dogs. Dogs can feel humiliation. I think they definitely. Yeah, like totally. Like if they can feel that you are doing something, they're like they can feel embarrassment. They can feel like they've done something wrong. Like I think sometimes we laugh at our dog, and he kind of looks at us like stop. <laughs> but if and I know Spider knows when I'm laughing at him, but then a cat, they kind of be like. Like, I meant to do that. Or they're like, yeah, laugh it up, bitch. You know, like, <laughs> you know, like, they're more, they're a bit more, um, I guess they don't care as much. But I can see it in their eyes. They're, they're dying inside, but they'll never let you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Can I read the next paragraph? Yeah. Okay. I always thought if someone has a nerdy theme wedding, they're going to make it. Because nerds. Bonded through that mutual interest to the point you make a theme of your wedding by it. Sigh. I just hopeless just hopeless romantic idealistic thoughts. Though having Game of Thrones wedding really doesn't sound good just because of the show and how the red wedding turned out. Um, he has a good point. I think I mentioned yeah. it in the podcast how my friend had a Game of Thrones themed wedding or they walked down to the theme song like two years mm-hmm. ago and they had been dating for like 10 years and they are going through a nasty fucking divorce right now. Ooh. So, you know, nerdy weddings, they, they don't always, um, yeah, they don't always lock the deal. But, you know, maybe it's because they just found the wrong theme. Like, if you choose a theme that was, like, obviously, like, a, a like a movie that was, like, doomed, you know? Like, maybe that's kind of, like... They should have done Lord like, of the Rings because that's, yeah. what, that's pure love. Yeah, yeah you know, love like... Game of Thrones. Yeah. It's all, like, about betrayal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, like, it's, like, let's say you choose, like, some sort of positive, like, nerdy-themed wedding, you know? Yeah, like a Doctor Who River Song type wedding. Yeah, then it's like, you know, it's like projecting the fact that, okay, this is where we are going to make it. Because, you know, yeah, it, it, that, I guess having a Game of Thrones themed wedding was a, like a negative premonition. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think, I mean, I wouldn't, I guess, I, I guess like a Star Wars themed wedding would probably be all right. No, no. Because the only Star Wars wedding was at, between Anakin and Padme, and that did not end well. Yeah, okay, all. maybe not. What about like um, um, I mean, we don't see it, but like a a Han Solo Leia wedding. <laughs> well, yeah, of course. Like you know, they're they're gonna have trouble with their kid, probably. Oh, so it's all like, <laughs> oh, you're probably gonna have okay. So maybe Star Wars is the best thing. <laughs> Minor spoilers right there for anyone who has not seen Star Wars. By the way, I saw it for the fourth time yesterday. And? And it was glorious. It was, um, you know, I decided on a whim right after work. It's like, you know, I have nothing to do. I should just go see Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, I saw it. I saw it again, too. Best. Oh, so you saw the complete, so you, so you saw the parts that you missed in the beginning. Yeah, I, and I realized I did miss very little. Um, but it was nice to just see the, the opening, um scroll yeah just get the, yeah. The, the whole deal yeah um and also i guess watching it now kind of like what you did when you saw it with me the second time well when you saw it with me and it was your second time like you were able to kind of observe more or like think about things more like i have a new theory that i don't know if i i haven't talked to you about it but we can talk about it later all right i want to talk about it now but spoilers oh okay guys I should, I, I should um, insert like a river song going, spoilers, at this point in the podcast. Just get a little audio bite. Okay. Um, so if you haven't seen Star Wars, stop listening. Stop listening, and then resume, like, somewhere down the line. But, um, so my theory is that Rey isn't Luke's um, daughter. I kind of want to think that, too, because I feel like it's too obvious, so I would... It shouldn't yeah. be there. yeah. I'm thinking, because you remember, okay, so you know how, um, so basically Luke was, like, training the last Jedi, right? Yes. And what happened to the last Jedi? Did he die? No. No, no, no Luke was the last Jedi. Oh. 
Well, no, wasn't he he training like oh no all of his disciples? Oh, yeah, he was, he was training a bunch of new Jedi. Okay. And then, and then Kylo Ren and like the Knights of Ren, they all murdered them all. Okay, so I was thinking, what if one of the Jedi's he was training was Ray's dad? That's that could be, that could be possible. Because because that's what I was just thinking, like. Because, okay, first of all, I just realized, I was like, if Luke had a kid, Leia would totally know. You know what I mean? Like, and even though they had a moment, like, she wasn't like, you're my niece or something. You know, like, they were just like, almost like, because they had a moment, also just because they went through a lot of shit at that point. Like, and, you know, she gave her a hug. But I was like, especially for twins, being twins, and also Leia having the Force, too, she would know if Luke had a kid. And I don't think he has a kid. He doesn't seem like he would. So I feel like maybe she's, yeah, like the last Jedi or one of the <laughs> last Jedi's like, what, like, because, because also she, in her memory. Well, she's not a Jedi yet. She's just, a, well, yeah, yeah. She has but, the force oh, with her, but. But you know when the lightsaber calls her and she goes through her past? Yeah. And she just, I mean, you don't see like Luke in there, but you see like. There was a scene in the rain where, like, you see, was it Kylo Ren or someone killing one of the Jedis? Yeah. Maybe that was her dad. Yeah. Like, yeah, it could be totally. It was Kylo Ren and, like, his whole gang. and they were, like, yeah. yeah. So I think because because it was her timeline, like, kind of her past. Oh, uh, so, a little bit. But they also showed her. She was also in Cloud City. Like, she fell into, like, the, the scene from Empire Strikes Back, too, for a quick second. Oh, did she? Oh, shit. Yeah, like, they, like they show her, and you could hear Darth Vader, like, breathing in the background. Oh, wow, okay. Oh, oh, actually, yeah, this time around, since you had told me some of the, like, the part where, um, um, Obi-Wan whispers, these are your first steps, like, I heard it this time. Did you, wait, did you hear both Obi-Wans? No, I, I forgot what you said, the, the, where's the second one? So, no, so the, the original, Alec Guinness, the original Obi-Wan, you could hear him go, don't be afraid, Ray, like... Like you just and then like and then when she comes back to like the real world, you hear um Ian McGregor, Ian okay. McGregor going, "These are your first steps, steps." I heard these are your first steps, but I didn't hear "Don't be afraid, Ray." Yeah, that, which was oh yeah, you could maybe if you watch it again, yeah, it was pretty cool. They, they combined both Obi Wan's for that. Scene. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's so that's my theory. That's a, I I I, I that's I think that's a pretty good theory. I think I would prefer that instead of just the obvious that. Yeah, because I just like it doesn't it, it just doesn't make as much sense just because it's like like people would know like he had a kid. Yeah, and then why, why would he kind of abandon you know like I feel like he wouldn't abandon his kid like but it seems like he was like captured or something like when she's like don't go it seems like want to know like why would I just don't think anyways yeah. We'll have to find out. We'll find out and see. Um, if yeah. anyone listening has any theories on who Ray is or any other Star Wars theories, let us know. Because, yeah. you know, we love talking about Star Wars. Um, yeah. So, back to, okay, back to the letter. Spoilers <laughs> off. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't have any thought of what my perfect wedding would be. Getting married just sounds like a long, drawn-out affair to make an event I can't even leave early from. <laughs> <coughs> I like I like his thoughts right here. Is, I feel it would be fun inviting people to share with it, but I can't leave after the wedding because there is a reception. I would just want great food, the woman I love, great drinks and music. Maybe a video game station room. 
But you know what? Like, this is your wedding. So if you wanted to leave early, what if you were like, all right, guys, I'm out. You guys just stay and have fun. Why can't you do that? Yeah. You don't even, yeah. I'm like, hey, this is my wedding. There's no reception. You're like, you're like, I'm going to, or be like, you guys enjoy the food, like dance. I'm going to go to the video station room, like see you in two hours or whatever. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. And you can invite, and also you can invite how, like for me, like I would only invite my close friends anyway, like to the wedding. So like everyone who comes to my wedding, I want to be able to, like I would hang out with them all the time. That's why I feel so comfortable doing all this stuff. Because if it was with people that I kind of didn't really know, you know, then I wouldn't be as into like, I probably wouldn't be like, all right, now time for my karaoke. Well, no, I would. Um, uh, but you know what I mean like you can have like three people like your wedding you just wanted like me at the wedding right or something yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) like one friend so it's like you can have like two friends at the wedding if you want it as many as you want yeah as Uh, many or as little as you want I like and I like how you bring the introversion to it Um, I I heard this great story this week that fits what Penguin Ninja just said perfectly Um, so my coworker. He went to a, actually a, a pretty swanky like Hollywood party for New Year's Eve. Him and his girlfriend. They went to um, Shane Black's mansion. Who's Shane Black? He's like a, a famous movie director. Like he directed Predator, Iron Man Three, um, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Oh wow! He's coming out with the, the new Ryan Gosling movie, The Nice Guys. And I hear he's, he's like mm-hmm. an A list director. And so like he somehow so my coworker he got he he got on the list for this like this new like this New Year's Eve party. Mm-hmm. And it was a it was in this giant mansion. People were like, he said it was really crazy. People were dancing. Once in a while, he would see Shane Black come out in a robe and like greet people, then then disappear off into his room. And then um, and he was he saw Wesley Snipes there trying to like hit on girls and to take home. Whoa. Yeah. So this was like a legit Hollywood party. And at some point, there were these dogs running around the house. Mm-hmm. And so my coworker, he's like the director at my job. He's, he's he just started following the dogs around. It's like oh, it's like oh, they're cool dogs. And they, the dogs lead him into this room, and he just sees like um, a guy there sitting by himself, just on the bed on the, on the bed with the dogs. And he's like, he's like, wait a minute, you're Shane, right? And Shane's like, yep, that's me. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh hey, and then that was pretty much it. So like this big director who's throwing this huge party with all these people, he wasn't even part of it. He would just go back to his room with his dogs, just. W- just letting people have a good time in his house, come out for a couple minutes to show him stuff, and then go back in with his dogs. Yeah, That's like beautiful. If it's yeah, it's like if it's your party, you can like some people that maybe they just like hosting and seeing people have a good time, yeah. but not really be a part of it. So you could just be like, "All right, I'm gonna host this huge party, whatever," and be like, "All right, enjoy the food, peace out. I'm gonna go to bed, or yeah. I'm gonna be watching some Game of Thrones on my TV with my dogs." Yeah. And um, that could totally be your wedding too, Penguin Ninja. I mean, you know, do do <laughs> like do the, do all the vowels and all that stuff, and then like just go back to the video game room and be like, "All right, call me when call me when they all leave." <laughs> um, back to the letter. I'm with Vince on not celebrating myself, though I never had the money to physically leave the country. Well, I wouldn't really know what to do or want to do a bachelor party. Just having a laid-back evening with friends talking seems fun. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I'm up yeah. for that. Memorial, memorable, it's hard for me to read right now, I'm sick, sorry guys. 
memorable moments for me were winning a scholarship, getting an internship in my major for spring, and getting to hang out with friends and make memories. Also connecting with a friend after a falling out. Doing 365 days of selfies. I saw that on his Tumblr. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. Um, those are the things that stick out the most. Congratulations. Con- yes, congratulations. <laughs> um, that's pretty that's pretty cool about getting an internship. Yeah. That's pretty, mm-hmm. that's fucking important. And it's always exciting when you're like out of school or about to finish school and get an internship. And it's even better winning a scholarship because money. <laughs> <coughs> Free money. And then, you know, have, um, reconnecting with a friend after you're falling out. That's always nice. Yeah, that's that's something. Um, yeah, I let them look forward to not look forward to, but like I felt like this year I did a lot of that in a way where there are people in my life that I felt like for the longest time, you know, I didn't like. So I have this, so over the break, um, I have a cousin who we had a big falling out, and um, we never go to family functions together because um, I think our families know that like, because we don't talk to each other, like, Oh, I'm coming. She won't come and vice versa because we both don't like confrontation. She, the FBI agent. No, no, no. She's, um, she was my, my first roommate and kind of the main reason why I don't want to have roommates. Mm. Um, so, but then this year my aunt invited us, well, we had this like family dinner and I figured, you know what? I was like, I'm going to really try, like, for me, it's, I, I'm still like, I, I see her and I hate her or anything like that. It has been that way for a long time, but I always felt like she didn't like me. But I would told myself this year, no matter what, I'm just going to really, like, not try. care anymore. Yeah. Or not try, but just not care anymore. And just because it's like, you know, I'm just kind of tired of feeling this way. So we go to the dinner and um, I see her and it was awkward at first and but I was just, I just kind of like pushed through it, you know? And I think a part of me, I was just like, you know, I don't want to be your friend, but I don't want you to hate me. And I don't, cause I don't hate you anymore. That's what, but I'd like kind of avoided eye contact. And I felt like she did the same, you know? And, but at the end, before we left, she said, so we, my sister and I had went out to walk the dog and we were coming back. And so we ran into her and her husband and, she had said, like, oh, have a good, um, like, was it, like, happy holidays, you, you guys. And that was the first time she kind of acknowledged me in so long. And I just felt kind of, like, good, like, okay, this is kind of a step in a positive direction where, I mean, she obviously, like, like, because before she would, she would, like, ignore me, even if I was right in front of her face, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and that kind of sucks. That, that feeling sucks. And so that, like, because even though... I wouldn't directly ask her a question, but I would kind of leave it open. So it's like, so it's like, I, if you wanted to answer the question, you can answer, you know what I mean? Like in her direction kind of thing. So I always felt like I was, I've always been more open about it. And so for her to finally kind of reciprocate that a little bit, it just made me feel really good. Um, also another big falling out reconnection thing that I've been telling you about, I think it's with my dad. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. Oh, that yeah. was actually something I've been wanting to mention before because, um, ever so ever since we read, like we did the reading of my story, mm-hmm. I that that actually changed. Like it's weird. Like when you read the story and you know you're like, this is it. This is what how I feel. This is what I believe. And then when we were 
replaying the story and I was listening to it, that's when I realized how much I'd projected onto my father. I mean, he's done a lot of bad things in the past and um, he wa- he wasn't nice to us and stuff. But I realized, you know, he's been trying to reach out to me because, I mean, the story I wrote was based on, I mean, it was based on the truth. It was fictionalized, of course. Except but, he didn't turn into a bat. So yeah, don't, don't worry, still, guys. He's still human. But um, a lot of the stuff that was set was said and how, like, all the messages and everything, those ha- those happened, you know? But it was just, like, almost hearing it, like, because he would call me maybe, like, once or twice a year or th- maybe, like, four times a year. But hear, seeing, like, hearing it repeated over and over, I realized, you know what? The fact was he has been trying to reach out to me. And, I mean, in the story, the girl doesn't pick up. I mean, I've picked up the phone. I talked to him and stuff. But it's like this idea where I was like, in his way, he'd been trying, but I just misconstrued it. Or I just decided he was this type of person. So I'm going to continue hating him. And I think, so after hearing the story being read to me, um, and then I went to see him later. And um, I think because of that, like also the whole like diagnosis because I, I suspect, I highly suspect my dad is bipolar. So after my diagnosis, I felt like I, I related to him more and I, I kind of understood some of the things he went through maybe. But anyways, I kind of, I basically just stopped harboring all the hate and resentment. So when I saw him again, I think my attitude changed and then his attitude changed. And I, that's also when I realized how much, how much like my attitude controlled our situation in a way because probably like because I was so hateful towards him he obviously responded to that and he would react to that because right when I decided not to do that anymore he changed too and now actually tomorrow I'm going to meet up with him and we're going to Taiwan together and this will be an awesome trip um, I mean, I have no, <laughs> that's kind of <laughs> a lot to say <laughs> because he's still, his, he's still his family. And, and that's another thing too. I realized like everyone in families, we all have problems and we, cause that's the one thing you can't choose your family. And I feel like it's almost like these are the people that have the most issues. We, so uh, talking earlier, the, yeah, talking earlier this week, we were both bitching about our moms. Yeah. yeah. You know, and like. So at the end of the day, he's still his family. I'm going to meet my family, my sister, everyone. So for all I know, maybe on Saturday, I'm going to be crying and wishing I was in Hong Kong or something. <laughs> Who knows? But the fact is, I was like, wow, I never, because he had asked me, can you, like, can you, I want to meet you in Hong Kong. Can you please help me buy my ticket first and I'll pay you back? And normally I would have been like, no, you know, you get your own ticket. Actually, don't even come. You know, I'd be like mm-hmm. that, something like that. But I was like, okay, I'll, yeah, I'll do this for you, you know, and a part of me, I just felt kind of like, this is, you know, I, I don't expect my father to be, like, number one dad, or, like, I don't even expect us to be super close, but I was like, this is what I want. I want my dad to be a part of my life, even in a small way. I don't want to hate him anymore. I don't think he's a bad person anymore. Like, I feel like I paid my dues with that, you know, and he did, and yeah, like, so yeah something I feel good about and that's why I feel like oh I'm reconnecting with a friend and whoever like, that's been a theme of mine too yeah so what's going to be the plans for Taiwan um well I just I plan on eating a lot 
and I want to buy a lot of socks. <laughs> I want to go shopping and eat. And apparently now, because we're so this time we're going to Taichung, which is um, the middle of Taiwan where my family lives. And and before I was, I would go back there. And there was nothing, literally nothing to do there. I thought there wasn't anything to do, but now it's become a, a hot spot in Taiwan. Like everyone's like, it's so cool. So. I'm really excited to see there's a lot of I think there's a lot more art spaces. There's a lot of like themed cafes. I almost feel like this is where I get my themes from because my culture, they're so into themes, you know what I mean? Like maybe this is why I love themes so much. But um, yeah, so I plan on going to a lot of themed restaurants and cafes and eating and, and buying stuff. Dude, that's – oh, man, I'm so jelly. You know how much I love Taiwan. So Yeah. yeah. We should, I mean we got to do another Taiwan trip. Dude, seriously, yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. We should, you know, we should do, um, we should, like, go around Taiwan. Like, like travel to different places and stuff. Dude. I'll save that for you. Yeah. Yeah. This um, year? This year? Uh, should oh, I no, save no. it for this year or next year or when? Um, later. Because when I, when <laughs> I get more money. In the far future. I'm not talking about this. I'm, not, I'm, I'm like, dude, I'm ready to go now. Let's do it. <laughs> you know, you know what? Actually... Let's keep that open because if you come to Hong Kong and you're in the area, might as well. Maybe I could, I could do something like that. But yeah. also, if I that's if I have money <laughs> to do this. I would just like say fuck Hong Kong and I'll just like meet you in Taiwan and then. Oh, if, if you okay, we could, let's let's talk about this <laughs> later. On, yeah, that's for later, a couple of months down the road. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay, I'm also making plans for for 2016 for traveling. Oh, this is back to the letter. This is not me talking. Um, um, one in Britain for my cousin's wedding in the summer. Sweet. Um, other for the Comic-Con in Cali. I wanted to know if you guys will be there since that's when I'm meeting my friend at Crash and attended my second Comic-Con. Um, congrats on going to Comic-Con. I probably won't be there because it's really crowded over there. And Wait, is it the San Diego one? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's... Okay, so Comic-Con is... One, I'm. That's one of my dreams, but I mean, obviously, I don't know if I could do that <laughs> this year. Um, but we, I mean, if I'm in LA and you're in LA and the Penguin Ninjas in LA, like we can all hang out. I yeah, think. yeah. I mean, I would do a live podcast. Yeah, yeah. That would be so cool. Penguin Ninja, <laughs> it's all on you. <laughs> In, you know, LA is you know it's a couple, it's a three hour drive from San Diego, two hours. Yeah, it's far. it's two hours. It's about two hours. So that's pretty cool. His cousin lives in Britain. Yeah, that's okay. This is another positive about weddings. It's like you could go to like new places and stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, it's cool when family moves too. Um, my cousin's moving to Japan for three years, like in a couple of months. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, because her husband's in the military, so and they just had a baby, so they're moving mm-hmm. to Okinawa. Wow, so you could go to Japan again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, actually, my other cousin and I were talking about that as another poss- another maybe thing this year is to go visit her in Okinawa. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, that would, be, that, would be pretty, that would be pretty crazy. Yeah, I, I still – I don't know when I'm going to do Japan, but it'll be cool when I do it. <laughs> it'll be fun when it happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was his letter from last episode. Um, then we have another one from the episode me and Michael recorded last week. So this is a short one. So let's go through this really quickly. Mike cracked me up at the end and with Vince saying, check, please. Oh, that's what Michael was talking about masturbating to 
That was seriously the perfect ending to the podcast. I loved it so much. (laughs) Uh, That was, yeah, that was a classic mutually awkward moment right there. I did not expect it to go in that direction. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he says it right here. That's a signature awkward moment. I really hope Mike gets helpful therapy and has a better year. He sounds like a cool guy. The one, the, the song in the middle was pretty uplifting. Agreed on that one. Yep, yep, yep. I never realized how much the mic picks up until I heard sounds from movement. It was crazy. So much background noise. Yeah. That's was fine. it? Was it? What? No, was it? No, what was it? Michael? Oh, we were drinking beer and I think we were just slamming it down on the table. Oh, yeah, because it was just like, like, yeah. I was like, whoa. <laughs> he makes a lot of hand motions when he talks. Oh, yeah, I remember at one point you were like, stop doing that. <laughs> Oh, shit. I, I, th- I took a mental note to cut that out. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was really funny. <laughs> because it's like, you never talk to me like that. <laughs> but, so it's, but you can tell it's because like, he's your brother. <laughs> so that was a funny side of you. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I sincerely thought this podcast was going to be the pod- a podcast that went to midnight with a countdown. Um, actually, we recorded that like 30 minutes after... I recorded, we recorded the one with Paige before. That was all in the same night. Yeah. You know, yeah, and then I just saved it for a week. Um, we should have did a fake countdown. That would have been funny. Yeah. Happy 2016 to Penguin Ninja. Well, happy, two, uh, happy 2016 to you too, dude. Yeah, happy new year. Um, and, um, you know, I think speaking of Michael, we should do a movie Michael's musings. Yes. Oh, wait, can I say something really fast? Yes. So, well, my friend, <laughs> I love it so funny. Okay, so my friend Kermit, he listens to our podcast. I've been asking him, he owes, he said, even says to himself, he owes us a review. And um, I told him to write us some fan mail so we can get some more letters to read. Um, but he's, so when he listened to the podcast with you and Mike, um, at first he thought, <laughs> I don't know why he thought this, he thought, it was me, but you had made me sound like a guy. <laughs> like you lowered my voice. So for for like he said, I think he said for a good like five or fifteen minutes, he thought it was me, and then and then he realized, oh, it's somebody else. I just thought that was so funny. They put a hardcore filter on your voice, <laughs> and you're talking about masturbation. You know, to a friend on Facebook. <laughs> oh man, oh that's classic. You should have just went with it. Yeah. <laughs> that, is, that was me. What are you talking? No, but then... Oh, yeah, I should have. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, Michael's Musings. The movie Michael's Musings. The part of the podcast where we go to Movie Michael's Facebook page and read his latest rant about the world. January 4th. 3.53 a.m. I can't sleep. I just can't stop thinking about how out of control the homeless problem has gotten in downtown. Three years ago, I'd say we were down the right path toward gentrification. Los Angeles Street was almost pleasant to walk down. Now they've come back stronger than ever. From Maine to Hill, they practically run the city. It was a homeless circus today. Shopping cart madness. The stench of piss was strong and the demand for spare change never ceased. I was asked for change more times than I can count on two hands. Shouldn't the city do something about this? Is Skid Row not enough? 
The homeless have captured a significant part of downtown. They are killing the dream. Um, actually, because now, oh, so I don't know. I never added your brother on Facebook, but I added him recently. So I did read that one. So, oh. so now I can see which ones you pick. <laughs> Three. So four was all a surprise. And this one I was like, oh, I remember. Like, I know that one now. Oh, so you're going to be getting the, the straight up live feed of um, his museum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, we are coming up to an hour now, so. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to talk about on the show? Um, no. Alrighty, uh, I think I'm good too. <laughs> I'm good too. Uh, my asthma is like driving me crazy right now. Oh shit! <coughs> yeah, sorry for the coughing, folks. I'm like at 75 percent today. Um, yeah, this has been a mutually awkward podcast. Um, P. Epiphany, episode 47. Keep it awkward. Like us on stuff. Mm-hmm.